Cypher 20. Welcome back to another episode of 20 for 20. It's a podcast all about 20-time projects. So if you've been listening along to this point, you know that a 20-time project is just a chance to take 20% of your time to work on a creative project of your own interest. A lot of successful companies have done this with their employees. They realize that some of the best results they have are given their employees or their workers, or in my case, their students, the time to just explore their creative interest and to see what kind of innovative designs and creations they can come up with. So this is a project we've been working on for quite a while now in my English 3 classroom. I'm working with high school juniors, and another teacher in our building is working with high school seniors to allow them the time to work through these creative projects, these kind of passion projects of theirs. We've seen such a wide variety of really cool topics for these students, and that's, that is the great thing about these projects is that students are, are driven by their own creative passions and interests to come up with something new that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise taken the time to do. Ideally, it's something that they've always wanted to do or try but never had the opportunity or the time with all their other uh, responsibilities and things like that. Uh, so we wanted to give them the, the time to, to think, what if you had the chance to work on a project of your own design and creation at school? So that's what the students have been working on for the past, really the past few months, uh, the past 12 weeks in our classes. And so what this episode is about. We're not going to hear from any of the students this week. I actually wanted to let you know what the final presentation, the culmination of the project is going to be for these students. You may be surprised to find out that reaching the end of the project itself was not the goal because I hoped that the students would pick things that they'd want to continue doing even after the project is over, something that they've discovered a passion for. Maybe they've started a business or they've started a habit of writing, uh, creating something, practicing something, a new hobby, a new interest that they can develop and continue with even after the project is over. So presenting a completed project was actually never the goal. It's also not a requirement that the students were successful with these projects. The more important thing is that they got out there, they tried, they set goals, they worked toward it, they overcame obstacles to get where they wanted to be. And some students did realize that they just didn't have the habits in place to reach the goal that they set out at the beginning, but that doesn't mean they didn't learn anything. And that's the important part, is that they have realized things about themselves and learned things about the creative process through this project, whether they met their goal or not, or whether they're planning to continue or not, they've learned a lot about themselves along the way. The end goal of the project itself is actually a final presentation in which the students present the motivations and inspirations for their projects, the goals that they set for themselves, the process that they followed along the way, whether it was trial and error, whether it followed a pretty logical progression, whether they had to start and stop a lot, just anything that they experienced as they went through their projects, and by the end of the presentation to let us know what they learned about themselves along the way. So that's what I want to share with you today. It may not be a full-length episode. I usually try to shoot for around 20 minutes. That's where the title 20 for 20 came from, 20 time for 20 minutes. But uh, this is just a chance to share what those final expectations were. The students are actually in the middle of delivering their presentations right now, and I have a special idea in mind for the finale episode for the this season of 20 for 20 where you'll actually get to hear all of the students who participated in a 20 time project will share what their idea was. This is going to be in the form of a video and a podcast so either way that you choose to experience it I hope you will give these students the time and attention to look and see what all creative projects they were able to come up with. So the first requirement for the final presentation was that the students are able to speak for at least three minutes on their project explaining what they did yes but more importantly what they learned about themselves from the project along the way. The requirement for the speech or for the presentation was that it informed the audience about their project in an interesting way. So for example, we watched some TED Talks in class together 
earlier in the semester and we talked about what made those speeches effective and what made some presentations not so effective. So they were supposed to emulate or model their speeches and presentations after those examples. The goal for the presentation was to be interesting, entertaining, and leave the audience feeling like they learned something valuable, maybe about the content of the project that the student conducted, but more so the personal takeaways that the student learned about their work and their project. Another key characteristic of the presentation was that it needed to include a visual element of some kind to help the to help illustrate the topic and maintain the audience's attention. So the visual the notes, the presentation on the screen is not for the speaker, it's for the audience. And that was one of the things that I wanted to teach them. You shouldn't overly rely on your presentation notes, your speaking notes. The visual should be for the audience, not for you. So they could use any kind of visual or presentation they wanted to. They could use a presentation software if they chose, but it wasn't a requirement. Any kind of visual aid or any kind of sample, any kind of example, uh, demonstration, a poster, anything along those lines that would help them demonstrate what they did with their project, especially if they wanted to do a performance or demonstrate some kind of creative product that they made, they could share that as their visual as well. I did share with the students that it's, it's good form, it's good presentation etiquette to not just read sentences directly from the slides, which bores the audience. It shows that you're not very prepared. You don't want to over-allow on your presentation materials. I do just want to acknowledge that public speaking anxiety uh, and nervousness is a real thing. And it affects a wide variety of students. I know it affects a wide variety of adults too. A lot of people's biggest fears is having to present in front of their peers or a group of people that they don't know. And so one accommodation that I was willing to make for these presentations was that if the students could meet all the requirements of the presentation in a video and show the video in front of the class, they still had to stand up there with the video, um, be ready to ask any kind of important questions that students had along the way, but they could do the speech in the form of a video and show the video. So that was one caveat or accommodation that I was willing to provide for them. To demonstrate their preparedness, the students needed to either pre present like a transcript or an outline. Their presentation materials would work. If they were doing an actual, using a presentation software to outline their speech, then they could just give me that. But if they weren't going to do that, I required them to have a note card or some type of written outline just to show me that they were prepared to present that day and that they hadn't just shown up without really a plan for what they were going to say. And to help students be prepared with either planning or preparing for their speech or giving their speech without relying too much on their presentation software. I did allow them to stand in front of the audience or stand in front of the group with an index card that had some reminder points, just some bullet points we all might use, some speaking notes to help jog their memory of what they wanted to say during their presentation. So that was the assignment description where the students were supposed to tell a story, get us interested, use visuals to let us know what their project was and more importantly what they learned from it. So now I want to describe the assessment criteria, the evaluation criteria that I would use on the rubric while watching the students do their presentations. I want to establish first that with the students, with every class period, I told them that what I would not tolerate was being disrespectful in any kind of way toward the presenters. It was asking everybody to share an idea of theirs, a project of theirs that they spent a lot of time working on, very, very personal topics that they've chosen to pursue so that we're not going to be audience members that are disrespectful, that in any way make these presenters feel uncomfortable. And I think they met the task so far that everybody recognizes that being nervous as a public speaker is a real thing. And so as an audience member, we can be respectful of that and pay close attention. I also have the students as active audience members taking notes over each other's presentations, being ready to ask questions if they have any, and they will turn in their written notes at the end of all the presentations to let me know that they were active listeners and participants. So for the actual evaluation criteria and assessment criteria for the presentation, the first grouping of criteria, I guess I would say, is about the delivery of the presentation, not so much the content. I'm asking students to present loudly and clearly. 
that they are expressive, but that they speak at an even pace as well. They're not going too fast or too slow. I'm asking that the speakers maintain eye contact with the audience throughout the presentation. So in other words, just not over relying on their speaking notes. They are allowed to have the written materials to kind of jog their memory if they need it to look at their presentation software to kind of uh, help them along if it's needed, but I'm really asking them mostly to engage with the audience. And lastly, as part of the delivery, it should be pretty clear that you are prepared to give your speech. That also can show itself in the form of you know, like your stage presence, not fidgeting too much, not a lot of pauses and ums and those kinds of things, not having to stop and think too often about what you're going to say next, but that you are prepared clearly to deliver your presentation. And then there's the content portion of the rubric. Obviously, this is going to be the most important part of the presentation itself, Although as part of our standards, we do need to teach good speaking and listening as well, which is why I have the students actively participating as audience members and thinking about how they deliver their presentation. But for the content of the speech, I ask the students to clearly state the purpose and the inspiration or motivation for their project and thoroughly discuss any kind of information we need to know about why they want to do that project. Next, I wanted to make sure that the speakers demonstrate clearly and state clearly their goals for the project, kind of a timeline or what they set out to accomplish in the first place after they state the inspiration of their project. And then from there, any kind of experiences uh, or process that they followed along the way to reach those goals. As part of the content of the presentation, I want to make sure that the students use presentation tools such as visuals, examples, or demonstrations that actually enhance the quality of the presentation, that weren't distracting or really off-topic or didn't have much to do with the content, but that the visuals they used helped us understand their topic and not just uh, they had visuals on there just for the sake of a good-looking presentation or a, a pretty design, but maybe it didn't relate to the content much. As the speakers concluded, I wanted them to wrap up by ending the presentation in a way that mentioned what they learned from the project. Not so much about the content, although they can, you know, the, the knowledge that they've gained about their process and about the topic that they chose, but more importantly, what they learned about themselves in completing creative projects like this. I've already had some great responses about people who've learned about time management, perseverance, dedication, even that they were they were creative in ways that they didn't know or that they wouldn't have had the opportunity otherwise to explore. Really, really cool takeaways. And that's that's honestly, to me, the most important point is that they can think about who they are creatively and the steps that they're willing to take or that they're going to have to go through to be able to achieve their goals. And lastly, I just wanted them to make sure that they had incorporated some element of creativity in their presentation, that it was creative and interesting and thoughtful, that it wasn't just slapped together or not prepared at all, but that you did think creatively about how you would best relay your information about your speech, your goals, your motivation, your inspiration, all those things. So lots of different criteria I had the students think about. Of course, like I said, we looked at good examples of presentations and talked about just what we expect out of a good example of public speaking or a not so good example of public speaking so that students would be aware of this is kind of the expectation for me and what I should include. So that's it. That is the 20 time final presentations. Like I said, the students are in the middle of delivering these as we speak. This is going to be going on throughout the week. And as they finish up their presentations, I'm asking each of them to join me in creating just a short video of each of their projects. And I will share the audio of that as the finale for 20 for 20 season one. And I'll look forward to coming back to season two. So that's it for this episode. I can't wait to share the final episode with you of what everybody's been able to accomplish with their presentations. I think also the English 4 teacher is going to have their students join in as well. So it'll be interesting to see what all they've been able to accomplish too. Remember that 20 for 20 is part of the Across the Top podcast network. Network, which is actually my 20-time project. It started out as a podcast called From the Top, 
where I'm just experiencing as many new firsts as I can and relating whether or not I would keep going based off of that first thing. I also have a friend named Andrew Fisher who's doing a podcast called Yanks Across the Pond, and he's joined on the Across the Top podcast network as well. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions to share with me for From the Top, please send those to podfromthetop at gmail.com. Please also don't forget if you're listening to this, go ahead and leave a five-star review and let uh, let me and the students know what you think about these projects and kind of send some encouragement our way. We would definitely appreciate that. So thank you for listening, and I hope you are looking forward to the final episode to come later this week.